Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Gearing up for Dometic. Always stay relaxed and hydrated wherever your adventure takes you with Dometic's rugged drinkware. It's time for gearing up for Dometic. Enjoy the great outdoors with all the comforts of home with Dometic. We're chatting to Mark Weagle from Millbrook Lakes. Good morning, Mark. Hello, Pat. How are you? You're going to say Weagle, aren't you? I just like to stir you with that. I'm going to say Weagle, but that's only been been five years. Uh, It was... It was mildly planted this time. Um, uh, it was. Oh. I can't remember if it wasn't because I asked Pat what your last name was and I've written down Weagle too, Pat. So I reckon you made a blue and corrected it on the last second. It's not about what you write down. It's how you <laughs> pronounce it, Ant. <laughs> now let's talk about Millbrook Lakes because it's less than an hour and a half from Melbourne and obviously it's been such a challenge uh, with fishermen nationally not being able to from to move from state to state. It's obviously been a big challenge, Redmond, with uh, the great fishing that we see along the east coast of New South Wales. But for those Victorian-bound that want to get into trout fishing or have never experienced it before, Millbrook Lakes is a great introduction to catching some monster fish and learning how to fly fish, Mark. Yes. Um, We have all been in the same boat as far as being restricted where we can travel and can't go. Um, But we've set ourselves up with Millbrook um, we've really developed it over the last couple of years. Um, we've got 30-odd private fisheries up here now, five fly fishing guides, um, as you say, an hour, hour and a half from Melbourne. Uh, we do day trips, we do overnighters, we do groups of one, we do corporate days. Um, we get people out into the water. Those who've never fly fished before, we teach them. Those who have fly fished before, we guide them. But the idea of the day is to uh, to teach people how to fly fish and hopefully get them onto a fish by the end of the day. Just now, to Aaron, talk about fish, the fish size. Now, I know people want to catch trophy trout. What's the range of the fish actually in your lakes? Size. Well, we've got a little bit of a predicament because where we live is so incredibly fertile that we have problems having fisheries where the fish remain at a smaller size. From our side, we'd rather have small fish in a couple of bodies of water where people have, you know, if they hook a fish, they've got a chance of landing it. But we've had to actually overstock a few of the fisheries to keep the size down. So Cabin Lake, for instance, is probably two to four pounds, but we've got fisheries now that oh, they'd have fish getting close to 14, 15 pounds. Oh, yeah. Yep. So Cabin Lake, which if you go to millbrooklakes.com.au, is what you'll see. It's a beautiful looking lodge over the water it's literally situated on it you've now got more accommodation there as well mark yes one advantage of lockdown so we've actually upgraded the entire kitchen through the place and then we've built a a new standalone accommodation which is a couple of bedrooms and a, and a bathroom 
everyone still uses the same shared facilities in the lodge, but yeah, we've taken it to the next level. Mark, with trout traditionally being a winter sort of species in Victoria, when I say that, obviously they go deep during the summer months for that cooler water and whatnot. How do you find the fishery with your lakes and how deep do they get and and what's the all-round fishing, all-year-round fishing like on Millbrook? Well, the optimum months are spring and autumn, of course, with your mayfly hatches and insect activity and the water's cool, like you correctly say. Um, Middle of winter, we obviously have no water temperature issues, but the bug life isn't there. And in the height of summer, um, we're quite fortunate with a few of them in that we can uh, keep them topped up with bore water. So bore up our way, the water comes out of the ground about 12 degrees. So the optimum range for a trout is... I don't know, 12 to 18, 19 degrees. So we've managed to overcome that heat problem with some of the fisheries with the introduction of water. It's it's fascinating the the process that you've gone through, Mark, in order to to build what is Millbrook Lakes. Can you talk us through that evolution and how long it's been going for? Because it, it isn't something that's just appeared uh, overnight. It's been a labour of love for you for a long period of time. <coughs> to get it to a stage now where it's really well renowned it's obviously incredibly accessible and you have the ability to to cater for people that have never fly fished before to those that do want to catch that 10 pound trophy fish and you can do it you know all within uh, you know relatively cro- close proximity of each other so I won't go into too much detail because I'll bore everyone to tears, but I started guiding in about 1997 and used to go to public waters, go out and fish around Newland, Hepburn, all those sort of places, um, and take clients up and take them out guiding. The problem was you didn't, you didn't feel comfortable that the fisheries were, especially back in those days, very good. So you weren't sure if you weren't using the right flies or the fish weren't actually there. So, and plus we used to come across a few people that you probably didn't want to come across. Um, so I decided to build a couple of lakes. And when I did it back in 1999, I was told I was crazy and I'd lost my mind and there were pension ponds and all that sort of stuff. Um, nevertheless, I pushed on and did what I did and we introduced the fishes fry and fingerlings, so they're effectively wild stock anyway. Um, and that allowed fisheries where we knew that when we went there one we were the only people there and two i knew that the fisheries were well stocked and well managed so our chances of catching a fish were a lot greater for the client so as you said at the top of the interview we met about five years ago and you got me really excited around the ability to stock a uh, a lake which i did to a, a a friend relatively close to aries inlet and that was probably two and a half three years ago now I've been astonished how quickly the fish have been able to grow in an environment. What's the the ideal conditions for those that have got a dam in the backyard? You can't exactly just drop fish straight into it. Obviously, there's, there's a huge amount of research that goes into providing and building the appropriate environment. So when people come and stay and, and fish these lakes, they're, they're just beautiful. Well, there's a few factors. One is the soil type. So you'll find if it's a very clay country that's not terribly fertile, when you flood that with water, it's not going to be very fertile either. 
So we're lucky up here with a lot of volcanic soil. Elevation's pretty important. So we're at 600 metres. The highest bit of water we've got is at 690 metres. So we escape the summer heat um, and we overall get cooler temperatures. Water depth. So although places like Blake Windery are only a bit over two metres deep, really you want to have four metres at the height of summer. Yep. And surface area and, and fertility as far as insect life and pin rushes and sort of semi-clear water. It doesn't have to be gin clear, but you do need clarity. What about, I've found with the, the lakes that I've stocked or one, that there doesn't necessarily seem to be a huge amount of insect life, but it certainly seems like they've been, whether it's um, yabbies underneath that they might have been feeding on. What's the most unusual thing that you found your trout have sort of fed on that you then try and you're not necessarily trying to imitate them with fly, but you obviously are with insects? Um, look, nothing extraordinary on ours. Our waters are the traditional sort of mayfly, caddis, damsel nymphs, dragonflies, gambusia, which are the, the weirder fish that you and I have chased fish, chasing schools of. Um, look, there's really nothing terribly weird that's happened. We get a few weird terrestrials come in, regard, like termites and lacewings and those sort of things that turn up every now and then. The odd cicada turned up last year, which was quite bizarre, something to do with global warming. Um, but, yeah, nothing really crazy. Now, Mark, you're telling me that I could come, when I say I, myself, and a couple of mates can come up to Millbrooks, give us a success rate on actually catching a trout. Now, this is my most one of my most hated questions in fishing because I get it a lot. We're going to catch today? We're going to do this? Well, I'll tell you what, if I'm coming to Millbrooks, am I going to catch today? Fly fishing? Of course, <laughs> this is all we do. I knew that to be a catch to it. So you're putting it down to my skills. Yeah, fly fishing. Oh, no, I'm just ensuring you're not going to have a curveball <laughs> with soft plastics or something. Um, I would say that assuming it's not a horrendous day in the middle of winter or a heat wave in the height of summer, the chances of someone catching a fish on their first day of fly fishing would be 90%. Ooh. Oh, and Mark, my, better buy my Range Rover, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's our favourite question when we do talk fly fishing. What sort of vehicle do you drive? <laughs> um, Mark, you've often found you've said this to us before when you've had when we've had you on real adventures that uh, the ladies generally have the most success because they're the ones that listen compared to the blokes that come to Millbrook and think they know it all. And halfway through the day, they come crawling back and say, "Actually, can you talk us through?" what you were trying to explain when I wasn't listening earlier on in the day? Don't worry, Mark. Kari, my partner's not coming with me. Well, <laughs> I don't think I actually put it that way, but women tend to be very good at it because it's fly fishing so much about rhythm and timing. It's very little to do with strength. So women tend to be picking it up much quicker than men do, just, well, probably because they listen, but secondly, because they don't try and overcast a fly rod. So the key around coming to Millbrook, spending time with a guide is an investment in if you want to take fly fishing further because you'll develop those techniques and not learn big, um, you know, poor habits. That's the philosophy around it, I suppose, isn't it? 
Yeah, we got five guides at Millbrook with hundreds of years of experience from captains of the fly team to authors to whatever else that you will learn more in one day's fly fishing at Millbrook with us than you will trying to work it out on your own for 12 months. Yeah. So the easiest way to get in contact with you, obviously you've got a website, you've got a Facebook page. Now there is, um, you're quite well booked at the moment because it is so popular, but there are guides available given the fact, as you said, you've got five guides and an ability um you know, to take people fishing um, in a range of different conditions and different lakes. Yeah, well, we've got 31 waters now. So we've got a huge variety of waters that we can go to. Um, we've also got three Murray cod fisheries coming through as well, which will all be fly only as, as well as the, the trout lakes. Um, but, yeah, with five guides and the, uh, the amount of water that we have access to, um, we'll always find a spot for anyone. But when I come, I want to go to the good one. <laughs> They're all good. Don't worry about that. Depends <laughs> how you pronounce Weigel. Mark, <laughs> Mark Weigel, our special guest on Real Adventures this morning. If you want to get in contact with Mark or John, head to millbrooklakes.com.au for more information. There's names and numbers there in order to get in contact with the guys. And as we said before, you can stay there on the lake. You can get prided guided tours. And you can also bring up your family and friends as well once COVID relaxes, obviously. Mark, thank you for your time this morning on Real Adventures. No worries. See you, gents. It's time for Reg Review. And we're talking about trailering uh, off the back of our discussion uh, in our Seg 1 Redmond. We were talking about, uh, obviously, the success of Ram uh, that they've had in Australia. They're now offering cars that sort of tie up towards that four-and-a-half tonne mark. The release of the new Land Cruiser 300 series will see a three-and-a-half-ton payload continued. Um, there are tow packs available that you can add to the Land Cruisers, which will see you hit that sort of uh, four-ton mark. If you want to hit above that, though, in Australia, you're looking at sort of the conversions of your, your Ford um, 150s and 250s, uh, and then you're obviously looking at trucks. I think one thing that's important to note, though, as we talk about how important um, – towability is often but Azusa have released their new ute during the week and they're spruiking the three and a half ton payload um the same as every other you know hilux fords etc um but you can't just buy these cars straight off the showroom floor and then attach a three and a half ton boat um to the back of it there's a few things that you need to consider and one of those is a red arc braking system which is our reg review for this morning because without it, it is illegal um, to tow your boat that's anything, um, you know, essentially above your sort of 700 kilo mark. Yeah, you're spot on. And it's, I think you nearly should have to have it on every boat, to tell you the honest truth, because it's going to cover your back. So I don't know rules and regs come in with weights. And it's over that. <laughs> it's going to complicate it here because it depends on your couplings and all this sort of size of when you actually by law, need to start having red arc brake. Well, when I say red arc, we're, we're talking a about... A braking brake. system. Yeah, yeah, the A braking system. We're talking about red arc because you and I both have this system set up. So we're talking about that today. But a braking system is important. And like I said, you need to speak to your... There's no point going and buying a trailer and spending $12,000 and your boat's too heavy and you get done for not having the right braking system because just your normal manual steering, uh, your manual braking system that runs through the trailer isn't good enough because yep. if you're traveling down to Eden Pat and you've gone down those big hills 
and you've got, say, for instance, my boat on the back, and if you don't have the right braking system, that'll end up literally over the top of your car. It will seriously cause you massive grief if you do not have them set up properly. And like you said with your weights and whatnot, if I'm towing to Eden and I fill my boat up with all my camping gear and all my uh, crap in the back of the ute, everything, ready to go, that all actually adds into the weight of on your tow ball weight. So it's yep, actually so you, not just. So you're three, three and a half ton payload. So all of a sudden you've got three people in the car at average of 100 kilos each. You're down to 3.2. Everything you've got in your car, it continues to reduce the weight in which you can legally tow the, um, by the vehicle. 100%. And there is so many uh, way stations around the country now where coppers will set up, especially on long weekends, and when they know there's a tournament on, a fishing tournament, they will set up way bridges. And on, well, the way bridges are there. They will set them up and pull you in and weigh your boats. So just to give you guys a little bit of an example of where to get your people, go, where the bloody hell do I go get my boat weighed then? Just to give you a couple of examples, firewood places, where you buy big firewood from. They're a great ex- place that you can pay your $15 and you can go in there with your boat. You don't need to do anything. You can unhitch your, unhitch your trailer. You can weigh the boat by itself to see what the boat and trailer weighs with everything in it. Then you can put it on the car and see what both of it weighs. So trailer uh, fire places are a great place. Sand and soil, another really good place where you can weigh it all. It'll cost you, say, 10 or 15 bucks. They're just two examples of where you can actually go and test if you think you are close to the line on your towing capability. And the reason that we like we've used red arc, red arc as an example is they've been around for a really long period of time it's what you know majority of your dealerships will recommend because um they're a really good quality product quite frankly so you're sort of starting around your 500 buck mark as and then it will increase from there but you've also got to um uh, calculate into that what it actually costs to install it I was just but, about to say, it's actually not the product. It's yeah. the auto elect that you need to get in to actually kit the system up in itself. And I know you just went through this, so I'm tipping the wallet's a bit lighter at the moment. Yeah, it is. It is. But at the same time, it's the only way that you can legally and safely ensure that, you know, your, your, your good hard-earned money that you've just spent on your new boat, you've got to make sure that um, 100%. it's not going to end over the back of the top of your car and be no good if if you want more information on uh on red arc or on towing in itself because red arc have um their website redarc.com.au they've got tutorial really great t- tips yeah, yeah video. really great tips around towing as well they take you through with little tutorial videos so it's a tremendous website you and i both checked it out during the weekends while we're talking about it today and it actually takes you through how to set them properly when to use them weights like you said it's a yeah it's a tremendous website the Red Arc is our Reg review for this morning. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.